Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Friday, March 25th, 2022, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb, and coming up on today's episode, we address the issue of the day in Birdland. Will Trey Mancini actually get traded, and should the Orioles trade Trey Mancini between now and and the 2022 trade deadline. We'll talk about the case to trade him, the case not to trade him, and what my thoughts are in the end, plus a little bit of Orioles news and notes from Sarasota this week. But that's all coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So it's basically been what all Orioles fans have seemingly been talking about all of Thursday. Will the Orioles trade Trey Mancini this season? And let's kind of set the table for how we got to this conversation coming up again. It all started with arbitration filings, which came earlier this week. And the Orioles had three players who they had yet to settle in arbitration with. Tanner Scott, Trey Mancini, and John Means. Now, the Orioles and Tanner Scott came to an agreement on a $1.05 million contract for 2022, but the Orioles did not come to an agreement with John Means and Trey Mancini, two of the top five most important players on their team and probably the two faces of the team, along with Cedric Mullins at this moment. And with Means and Mancini, they go to what they call file and trial, which means each team or the team and the player file a number, and then they go to a trial and a third party decides basically how much money that player should make in one of his arbitration years come 2022. Because of the lockout and all of the delay, that number will be agreed upon or at least decided by the third party sometime during this season. But the hoopla kind of started when they didn't come to an agreement with Trey Mancini. And it turned out that Trey Mancini filed at $8 million for his salary to be in 2022. The projection from MLB Trade Rumors was $7.9 million. So basically right on what MLB Trade Rumors, which does a great job in this category of predicting these arbitration numbers, basically right on from what they thought he should make. The Orioles filed at $7.375 million. So we're talking... Less than 0.7 million. That's less than $700,000 away. That's less than the minimum salary for a player away in the agreement. And this is kind of where the spark started to fly. And I get it. It's frustrating that the Orioles are going to haggle over less than $700,000 for the face of their franchise who came back from a cancer diagnosis to play and play pretty well in 2021. But that's where we are. Trey Mancini is going into the final year of essentially his rookie contract with the Orioles. After 2022, if he does not sign an extension, he's going to become a free agent. And that's where we get to the trade talk. Because there's been murmurs of Trey Mancini trade talk really since, you know, he returned to the field, I feel like, in 2021. Because his contract was up at the end of 22. And there hadn't been extension talks. And I had heard that last season that there were no extension talks coming. And Dan Connolly of The Athletic reported on Thursday that there have been no extension talks between the Orioles and Trey Mancini. So at this point, you look at it and you say, okay, we're entering the final year. There's been no talks. Talks could still happen. But I'm about 95% sure, at least, that he's not going to get an extension from the Baltimore Orioles. So your next thought is, it's still a rebuilding team, a team that's going to lose a lot of games this year. You have a veteran player who's productive in the last year of his contract who you're not going to bring back. 
The next logical step is usually trade that guy. But this isn't just some guy. This isn't Jose Iglesias. This isn't Freddy Galvis. This isn't even guys like Miguel Castro over the past couple of years and Andrew Kashner who have, you know, gotten these deals. Quite frankly, he might be even on a different level than the Jonathan Scopes, the Darren O'Days, the Kevin Gosmans of the world back from 2018. But at the end of the day, the question is to trade or not to trade Mancini in this final year for assuming that he's not going to get an extension. So let's start with the case not to trade Trey Mancini. First of all, the front office hasn't done a lot in terms of the major league team that's made fans happy and want to watch the Orioles. But one thing that's been great to watch the Orioles the last couple of years is Trey Mancini. You go back to 2019 when he has his breakout year, an all-star snub, a fantastic season, played 154 games, hit 35 homers, had a 132 WRC+, plus. by far the breakout season, best of his career for Mancini in 2019. He looks like a star moving forward for the Orioles, a guy that can sit in the middle of that lineup. He's finally lived up to that bat we knew he had, and everyone's excited. Then comes the cancer diagnosis, which they find in spring of 2020, just before the pandemic starts, just before spring training gets shut down. Of course, he goes through chemo. He misses all of the shortened 2020 season, and he returns on opening day in 2021. And Orioles fans love it. And to be honest, he was productive in 2021. He was not the hitter that he was in 2019. But did anyone expect him to be the hitter he was that year after such good numbers and coming back from a battle with cancer, which he won? But he was still productive. Still played 147 games last season. That's pretty impressive. Had over 600 plate appearances. Hit 255. Had a 326 on base. A 432 slugging. 21 homers, 71 ribbies, a 105 WRC+. plus. He was an above-average hitter basically the whole season. Had some really hot stretches early. And to be honest, you know, his body definitely got fatigued, and he tailed off in the final month of the season. But his numbers, you know, you take out September, he was even better before he basically just kind of started not breaking down, but getting fatigued because of what he had gone through in 2020 and then trying to come back and play a full baseball season. So he was still a productive hitter. He just turned 30 years old, but... You know what? Keep him because there's not a lot else to cheer for still on this major league roster. Yes, we're going to get Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, hopefully D.L. Hall, and others this year. Kyle Bradish, just to name a few. We've got Cedric Mullins in the 30-30 club. Ryan Mountcastle looks great. John Means is turning himself into an ace. There's things to watch on this team. But Trey Mancini is the heartwarming, feels like the heart and soul of the Orioles right now. And that's not thinking within analytical front office brain. That's thinking with my total fan brain right there is Trey Mancini is basically the face of this team right now. And that's kind of the number one reason not to trade him. Here's another one. He's the last piece that we still have from winning Orioles baseball. Since Chris Davis retired, Trey Mancini is the only player left from the 2016 AL wildcard team, from the last team that went to the postseason. Trey Mancini, remember, was a September call-up in 2016, hit some homers down the stretch, got put on the wildcard game roster, actually pinch hit in extra innings in that game, did strike out against Francisco Liriano, but appeared in that game as a rookie. He's the last guy left. It's nice to at least hold on to some piece of that team. He's been the guy bridging the gap, the only guy bridging the gap, besides Chris Davis, from 
the good years to the bad years, and what we hoped would have been the good years again. And for me, you know, I think we've kind of accepted probably he's not going to get an extension. But here's another reason to not trade him. Why don't you just give him an extension instead? You know, he means a lot to this team, but he's a right-handed hitting, basically DH slash first baseman. Yes, the Orioles are putting him back out in left and right field this spring to see how he does out there. Remember, he played back there a lot in 2017, 18, and 19. But really, he's a first base slash DH, right-handed hitter. Those aren't super, super, super valuable in the game right now. So if the Orioles wanted to shell out maybe a two-year, $20 million extension, I think that could get done by both sides. You could get him back for 2023 and 2024. And then, you know, you make a decision when more prospects come up and see where the team is at there and see where Mancini's at when he's, you know, pushing 33. And I think that would be easy. And the Orioles, as we've seen, have a payroll that at maximum is going to be $65 million this year with dead money and such, but it's going to be a more of a live payroll between $40 and $50 million. They've got plenty of money to spend $10 million a year on Trey Mancini. Look, if they keep him this year, they're going to spend about $8 million on him anyway. So $10 million for the next two years, that's a bargain for Trey Mancini. It's probably a deal that both sides would agree to. But I think we're past that. So kind of another argument not to trade him it kind of falls in with the same, you know, what is his demand on the market? He's not really going to return a whole lot. You might get a couple of prospects who, you know, are, are maybe not top 10 guys or top 20 guys. Maybe you get a top 30 guy from somebody. But we've seen these returns for players like Man City, these right-handed hitting kind of DH first base guys who haven't had like huge, huge seasons, especially Trey, who teams are still going to be a little wary Again, he was good last year, but not as good as 19. And, you know, he was uh, fatigued at the end of the year. They're still going to be a little concerned about him coming off of having to battle cancer and what he can truly give. They're not going to give up as much as they would have if they were trading for the, you know, 2019 version of Trey Mancini. So at the end of the day, you're not getting much of a return. And even if you're not going to extend him, which I would love to see, just let him play out the final year. And he goes to free agency, he can sign with another team. But let him play out this final year. Yet let Orioles fans enjoy, you know, maybe, you know, he's talked about how he he finally feels this spring training back to how he felt pre-cancer. Maybe he's his body's back to be ready for a full 162 and he can produce even better in September and his numbers are even better and you get more production out of him. And he continues to be a fan favorite all season. It gives Orioles fans something to watch. With Trey Mancini up there this season, still an inspiring story, still a fantastic guy to have around the clubhouse. Everybody loves Trey Mancini. He seems to love Baltimore. Keep him around. He puts fans in seats. He gives us something to watch. But that's the big case for keeping him around. But, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth between Orioles fans just the last couple of days about this. And it's probably tired some people out. But if you're getting tired out, feel like you need to sit down, maybe maybe get a snack, just regroup. Maybe check out Built Bar because it's the perfect snack because it's healthy and it's delicious. They have these bars, 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories. They all taste delicious. They've got great flavors. Peanut butter brownie is my personal favorite, but there's mint brownie. There's white chocolate is a new flavor for this month. Just so many flavors across the board. They've got fruity flavors, chocolatey flavors, you know, just... They taste great, but they're good for you. It's not like these other protein bars 
where you eat them and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm getting my protein, but this is disgusting. It tastes chalky. It kind of feels like you're eating styrofoam sometimes. That's not the case with Built Bar. Built Bar tastes like a candy bar, but it's good for you. And that's really the best part. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off these delicious and nutritious protein bars. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com for 15% off these delicious bars. So Trey Mancini, should you trade him? Should you not? That was the case to not trade him. Now, Dan Connolly, in his column for The Athletic on Thursday, laid out that he thinks the Orioles, as early as within the next two weeks before opening day, and as late as the day of the trade deadline at the end of July this year, he seemed pretty certain that in that time frame, the Orioles are going to trade Trey Mancini because they're not going to give him an extension and they're going to want to get something back for him before he walks in free agency after this 2022 season. So from that side... What is the case to trade Trey Mancini? Obviously, the number one case there is there's no extension talks. And yes, it's the we're all trying to find the guy who did this meme because the reason there's no extension talks is because the Orioles haven't wanted to extend him. Now the Orioles are saying because we can't extend him, we need to trade him. Well, why don't you just extend him? But if you look past that, if you're at the point in these negotiations or lack of that you're not going to extend him, Well, the next best thing is to get something back for him before he walks as a free agent. So if there's no extension talks, as I said at the beginning of the show, the next best thing, you trade him, you get some sort of prospect return, so you at least have something instead of he just walks for nothing, a guy who's been so important to your franchise. And that's really the the number one argument for trading him. You got to get something back. You don't want to lose Trey Mancini and get nothing in return. Now, the trades aren't perfect and they don't always net good players we see what Dan Duquette did at the 2018 deadline those trades are not looking good but you want to feel like you can get something that you can develop some at least one other player to bring in to your organization because it's the final year of his deal and they're not going to bring him back so you got to feel like you can get something now the flip side of what I talked about in the why you don't trade him you know maybe the right-handed DH first base guy didn't have much value in the game recently which is true but maybe that's changing because there's now the universal DH. There's now 15 more teams that need a designated hitter. And many of those teams will play it like the AL teams have been doing and you know use the DH to give a guy a rest and shuffle guys around defensively. But there's also teams who are looking for legitimate DH options right now in their lineup. And yes, Trey Mancini can play first. And yes, the Orioles are putting him in the outfield probably to showcase that he can at least play out there in a pinch to maybe up his trade value a little bit. But... If a team now has this extra spot offensively and 15 more teams are interested in a guy like Trey Mancini, there's going to be more of a trade market. So you could argue that he might have more value right now than he would have at last year's trade deadline because teams saw what, you know, how healthy he is coming off the cancer treatment through a full season of baseball. And now there's these 15 more teams that have a DH that could much easier put Trey Mancini into their lineup every day. So at the end of the day, you look at that and you say, honestly, he's more valuable now than he was two months ago before we knew whether or not the universal DH would be included in the new CBA. So that is at least an argument now to trade him a little bit more because you're going to get a little more back because you have that leverage because an NL team that's trying to trade for him, they're not trying to get a bench bat. They're trying to get a starting DH for their team. 
And I think you get a little more for that in Trey Mancini. Another thing is, you know, as much as Trey seems to love Baltimore and love playing for the Orioles, he came up at the end of 16. He played in that one playoff game. He was with the team in 17 when they were contending for most of the year and then fell apart in September. And then he's been on some awful, awful teams in 2018, 19, and 2021. 2020 as well, but the Orioles were a little better in the 60-game season. And he's going to be on another bad major league team in 2022. So do you trade him to, at the very least, get him on a contending baseball team? Because we don't know, you know, assuming he doesn't get an extension like we've been assuming all episode, we don't know who he's going to sign with in free agency after this year. It could be another team that's not poised to get to the playoffs. But if you trade him now, or at the deadline, or any time in between, and you trade him to a legitimate contending baseball team, you give Mancini the chance to be in a pennant run, be a part of a winning team, get back to the postseason, be in a starting lineup for the postseason. You know, a couple of teams that could be interested, we know uh, the Angels had preliminary talks with the Orioles about Trey Mancini. That's a team that hasn't gotten to the postseason, but listen, they have Trout and Otani and Rendon, and the list goes on and on. That's a team that should be in the contention to get to the postseason. Having a team like the Giants still kind of looking for their official DH for 2022, a team that led the team or led the league in wins in 2021. You trade him to a team like that, he's right in a playoff race immediately. And maybe the Orioles owe it to Trey Mancini. Like, if they're going to trade him, you could trade him to a good team and say, we're sorry for all the losing you had to endure. Go at least play a half season or two-thirds of a season on a good team and see what that's like. And maybe that even helps your free agent value because you have more eyes on you on a good team and you can produce and you can make more money in free agency. So at the end of the day, maybe it's just better to put him on a better baseball team. And here's the other thing. If you trade him to a good team, he produces well enough on that team down the stretch. Maybe that good team is the team that re-signs him in free agency. And then he's on a good baseball team for a couple more years after this. And he can actually be involved in some winning baseball. This all seems pretty good for Trey. And at the end of the day, you know, that number one argument is you're actually getting something back for him where you wouldn't if you let him walk in free agency. But that's kind of the look at, unfortunately, you know, why you maybe would if you're Mike Elias want to trade Trey Mancini. But, you know, whether or not you think they're going to trade him or not, maybe you want to place a wager on if the Euros trade Trey Mancini. It's probably something you can do. Check out if you can over at BetOnline. Net because we know the Orioles aren't getting to the postseason, and there's postseason odds at betonline.net now. And listen, the Orioles have some of the worst ones, but maybe you want to, you know, lay a little money on the O's, make it to the playoffs, and having a you have a huge play- payoff. Maybe, maybe not. Either way, go to betonline.net and you can get all your your baseball betting needs. But it's also, of course, March Madness. You can lay all those bets there. As well for March Madness. NHL still here. NBA still here. That both those playoffs coming up soon. Do it all at betonline.net. But you can also get sports scores there. You can get sports podcasts, get all your sports news. It's really your one-stop shop at betonline.net. And you can also play your favorite Vegas casino games right from your computer or your phone. I mean, they've really got it all. So check it all out at betonline.net, where the game starts. So we've laid it out. The reason why the Orioles shouldn't trade Trey Mancini, the reason why the Orioles should trade Trey Mancini. 
And I get the argument that, you know, they should get something back for him if they're just going to lose him in free agency. But I am squarely on team. Do not trade Trey Mancini. Listen, it's going to be a free agent either way. I would love to see him extend him. That's what I'm, I'm on team. Extend him for kind of a, you know, two year, 20 million, like I talked about, but that's not going to happen. All the reporting, everything we've heard, that's not going to happen. So at this point, just keep him. Unless he requests a trade. Now, if he requests a trade, deal him immediately. But if he does not specifically request a trade, keep him through the season. Let him play out his time in Baltimore. Be still the face of this franchise. Continue to come back from everything he's gone through. Continue to be a fan favorite. You know, if Mike Elias deals Trey Mancini, say we wake up tomorrow and Mancini has been traded, it's going to get ugly for Orioles fans. And I'm going to come back on this podcast and it's going to get ugly. Because you can't just deal him for peanuts. Again, they're not going to get a whole lot for him. And if they do make the trade, yeah, they'll get something back, but it's not going to be a lot, not nearly to the value that would just, the value that it would be to Orioles fans to see him for a full 162 in 2022. And I get that's maybe the fan brain and not the exec brain, but you got to have a little feel in the front office. You got to have more feel and just, Think about how things are portrayed, how they look. You don't have to squeeze every single ounce of value out of every player when you're not going to re-sign them and you're still rebuilding. You don't have to trade them for every single ounce. You think about a player like Freddie Galvis, who the Orioles traded last year. They got back a double-A reliever. And yes, Tyler Birch, who they got, has some solid stuff. And, you know, maybe he does get to the big leagues in the bullpen someday. But there's probably a good chance also that he doesn't. And at the end of the day, it was Freddie Galvis, who they were assigned to a one-year deal. They were planning on trading him probably anyway, so I was totally fine with that. And Trey Mancini would get more than Tyler Birch back if they traded him. But you kind of look at it the same way, like it's not going to be this huge, huge return. And this is Trey Mancini, a guy you drafted and developed, and he was never supposed to be this good, and he was, and everything he went through with you, and you he came back to the field with the Orioles. You can't just deal him off like you did with one-year guy, Freddie Galvis, for a middle relief prospect. You just can't do it. And if they do, I'll make a lot of thoughts known here on this podcast. I hope they do not. I hope at the very least, even if he's going to be a free agent and sign elsewhere for 2023 and beyond, I hope Trey Mancini plays out the rest of this year with the Orioles. But that's where I stand. I know a lot of you stand that way as well, but... Give me your thoughts, whether or not the Orioles should trade Trey Mancini. Put them in the comments right here on YouTube. Make sure to hit that red subscribe button on YouTube as well. That really helps out. But if you're watching on YouTube, put it in the comments right here. Let us know, should the Orioles trade Trey Mancini? Should they not trade Trey Mancini? And give us your best reasoning. And uh, we'll talk about some of those responses on an episode next week. But just a couple of Orioles news and notes before we get going for the rest of the week. Uh, shout out to Kyle Bradish for those two scoreless innings against the Yankees the other night. Uh, Bruce Zimmerman then started the Thursday night game, first game on Masson. Uh, new graphics for the first time in ages. Are they super spectacular? No, but at least Masson has new graphics. Uh, Bruce Zimmerman did give up a couple homers. He also struck out four. Apparently was dealing with a stomach bug, which is going around the Oriole Clubhouse right now. It's gotten Zimmerman, Cole Salser, and a couple other guys. So just something to watch if you see guys scratched from when they were supposed to pitch. Ramon Arias hit another home run in Thursday night's spring training game. He continues to mash in spring training. Ryan McKenna hit a missile to left field, a three-run homer. That was pretty impressive. And then some unfortunate injury news for the Orioles. Heston Kerstad, who we know uh, tweaked that hamstring a couple of weeks ago, 
It is now a much higher grade hamstring strain. He's going to be out 8 to 12 weeks, Mike Elias announced on Wednesday. Just unfortunate news for Kerstad, who, of course, you know, got drafted second overall in 2020, was diagnosed with myocarditis and missed the entire 2021 minor league season, was ready to go healthy and good to go to start the minor league season in 2022. Now he's going to be out at least two months, maybe three. Ugh, just I feel so bad for Heston Kerstad. He's going to be back. Don't call him a bust. He's not injury prone, blah, blah, blah. He's going to be back. He's going to be mashing baseball. He's got a great swing from the left side. Just feel so bad for the kid and hope uh, he, it's a speedy recovery and he is back hopefully by around June and uh, you know back in Delmarva. Uh, we finally get to see Kerstad start that minor league career. But that's kind of the news and notes from the Orioles. Obviously, the big thing being the Trey Mancini chatter, and it's, it's going to continue until – Basically the trade deadline, unless the Orioles trade him before that, this kind of chatter is going to continue. And we'll keep you updated on it all here on the podcast. But that's going to do it for this week on the pod and for this episode. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe on our YouTube page if you're watching here. If you're still audio only, we love you too. Make sure to follow and uh, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and a review on those apps if you can. That really, really helps out the pod as well. We'll be back here on the podcast on Monday, breaking down some more spring training action from the weekend. And next week on the pod, we're going to take our first stab at predicting the Orioles opening day roster, because we know there's going to be 28 players on the opening day roster, and they'll be allowed to carry 28 players throughout all of April. So a couple more spots on the roster. And coming up next week, I'll have my first crack at predicting the Orioles opening day roster, but that's coming up on Monday's episode. Until then, I'm Connor Newcomb, and this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.